Welcome to the official DevSlopes podcast, where we talk tech, code, jobs, freelancing, apps, startups, and more. This is the place to be if you want to upgrade your career, start that amazing app idea, learn to code, and take your skills to a whole new level. In this podcast, I interview interesting people in the world of tech, talking about their successes. We had a couple million active users, though. And their failures. Really, really challenging for me at first. I'm Mark Walbeck, your host, and let's talk tech. Hey, what's up, everyone? This is Mark here with DevSlopes.com. And in this exciting episode, we're going to talk all about resumes, or rather, the key trick to a resume that can get you your first job or the secret that will get you your first job or how to hack the resume or whatever you want to call it. We're going to focus on one thing. Resumes are super, super important. Or if you don't call it a resume and call it a CV, it is the exact same thing. And I want to talk about how you can use a resume to get a job. We're going to talk a little bit about the psychology behind it all and what you need to do. So first off, This does not apply to the very, very big companies like Google and Facebook. In most cases, getting your first developer job at a company like that is not possible. It's happened, but it's very, very hard to do. So this whole session is dedicated to people who want to get their very first job, how to hack your resume. Of course, I use these tips for for seniors as well as for mid-level developers, and I've used it myself, so it applies to everybody. But it does not apply necessarily to Google and Facebook and those big companies because a lot of times you got to work with a recruiter and uh, there's a full-on process and they follow that process religiously. There's no hacking the system or getting people's attention. They have legal and, and lawyers and all kinds of things. So this is dedicated to getting your first job at small to medium-sized companies, which is where all new people should start in my professional opinion. So here's what happens, right? This is what people typically do. They create some resume and then they send it out to 100 companies. And then they come to me and they say, Mark, Mark, oh my gosh, I'm not getting a job. I thought I was gonna get a job. This is awful, I've applied to 100 places. And then I'm like, what did you do? And they say, well, I took my resume and I said, please consider my application and I sent it to the company and no one responded. Well, of course nobody responded. You just sent your resume to 100 people, okay? Let's talk about why that approach doesn't work. I get why people do it, because they don't know any better, and it's a numbers game, and it is a numbers game. But here's why that doesn't work. Because at medium to small size companies, you are trying to get the attention of a human being, not a machine, not a process, a human being. And in most cases, these companies are on budgets, and they don't have a hiring department that sends these things out and that is your interface between getting your first job, it's usually a developer. In most cases, it's usually a developer. And again, we're aiming for these types of companies. This is what you want. So you have to understand who's looking at your resume. I'll give you some context. I worked at a company once, the CTO brought me on, and then he said to me, I don't wanna deal with hiring anymore. This has driven me crazy. Please hire all the new candidates, okay? Uh, for uh, app development. And so all of a sudden, I'm now in charge, a programmer, of taking resumes that come in, we get a whole bunch, uh, and then processing them. Well, what am I supposed to do? Well, once you start processing 50 or 100 resumes, it gets really boring really fast or really frustrating, and you're like, I don't want to do this. 
So what ends up happening is the hiring people will end up spending 10 seconds on a resume or less. 10 seconds or less. Okay, if anything looks out of the ordinary or garbage or misspelling or anything like that, it could be immediate red flag. Having the perfect resume is so critical because what the resume is for is not to get you the job. The resume's job is to get you in the door for an interview. So the whole point of the resume is to catch somebody's attention. And that is what you need to do. You need to catch somebody's attention. Doesn't mean doing anything overly quirky, or though you could, uh, it's important to get people's attention. Uh, but it means, it means standing out and being relevant to that company and to that hiring manager. So uh, by the way, the things I'm about to teach you, I've learned from hard experience, but I've also learned from top recruiters. I worked one-on-one -on -one with some top recruiters in various industries over the years, and they gave me this feedback, and it was so invaluable. And so I'm going to pass this on to you, and it's what I do when I apply to jobs, um, or when I want to find the job that I want, okay? And that's another thing about this whole process is you get to apply to the jobs you want, not just sending out a resume because you're desperate. And so this process is gonna serve you in multiple ways. So I'm excited to talk to you about this. So what I want you to do, before you send out your resume, I want you to identify companies that you actually wanna work for and products that you want to work for, or products you wanna build. And then sift through that list and find something that you think is the most relevant, uh, a company that your skills might actually do really well with. And, and so here's a perfect example. I recently helped um, a colleague of mine get a new job, okay? I recently helped somebody, and uh, this person is, is into fitness. They're a fitness person. So I encouraged them to go apply for fitness jobs. And you may be like, well, that's that's weird. Like, a fit, like go apply for companies that are doing fitness for, for programming? Yes. Find things that you're interested in because guess what? When you build that resume, you can specifically – Put things at the very top to say, I belong at this company. So in his case, he's a bodybuilder, okay? Uh, and so uh, he was able to put that on the top of his resume, that he's a health and fitness nut. Imagine if you're trying to go to be a, a JavaScript developer for a, a fitness company, and you put at the very top of your resume, health and fitness nut, okay? It's going to stop and get the attention of somebody versus somebody who's like built multiple enterprise systems, multi, you know, high tiered architecture, scrum, project management, like no one cares about that stuff, right? But if you are relevant to the company, that's where it matters. So the resume, here's what you're gonna do. Here's the best resume to put out there. Okay, it's a short resume, you know, one to two pages if possible. The very top of the resume, okay, I want you to put things that are relevant for that company. Not all of them will apply, but most of them will. Every single resume I've ever sent out has a list of bullet points at the top. It's not your skills, that'll come later. Bullet points at the top. So I've recently updated my resume, like if I was gonna become a senior iOS developer. So here's what I put, and let's say I'm applying for a music streaming company as a senior iOS developer. So here's what I'm gonna put at the very top. After my name and my title that I'm applying for, uh, I have a bullet point and it says, created music streaming SDK with 10K users, 10,000 users, and I did. I've created an SDK in the past for music streaming. So I'm going to apply for this music company and I've created something relevant to that. Now, 
even if it didn't have 10K users, even have zero users, just by putting up their created music streaming SDK, you're immediately gonna get the attention of the company that you're applying for. This is so critical. It may seem small and stupid, and it may seem like, of course, Mark, this is what you should do, but nobody does it. And this is how you get their attention. So you look up the company that you want, and then you alter the first couple lines, your bullet points, your statements, you alter them to catch the attention of the person. I take things a step further. When I apply for a job, I look the company up. I see who the hiring managers are. I look at my department. I see if there's any leaders in the department because I know they're all going to be involved in the decision. I'm not joking when I tell you this. I look these people up, and if I see that John Smith, uh, senior or lead iOS developer, and I know he's going to be my boss, right, because I'm coming new into the company, I will look him up on LinkedIn, and guess what I find? I find that he has a Facebook profile, and then I also find that he's into Dungeons and Dragons, right? Well, I used to play Dungeons and Dragons. So I would literally, like on here, maybe as a funny buzzword or something like that, I would put my first thing, created music streaming app, but I might also just for fun say Dungeons and Dragons Ultra Nerd. There's a reason for this. You're gonna catch somebody's attention because John probably just went and uh, played D&D with his friends or something like that. This is so critical. You need to change your resume for every single application. You're like, what, are you crazy, Mark? No, okay? Send out 10 applications and actually get a job versus 100 applications and get nothing. You need to change your resume for every single company. Nobody does this, but I have done this and it has gotten me jobs the same week I've ever applied for a job. You need to figure out who the hiring managers are. You need to get their attention. So the first portion of your resume after your name and, and the role you're trying to go in for is a list of four or five bullet points that are facts and statements that'll get you noticed. Okay, this is what wins you the interview. The other stuff secondary. This is what wins you the interview. So in this case here, I'm going for senior, right? So created music streaming SDK with 10,000 users, built 30 plus apps since 2009, taught 350,000 students app development, managed a team of eight engineers, deployed apps for Call of Duty, Logitech, Yellow Pages, LDS Church, Family Video. I put my biggest names and titles on there, okay? You need to do the same. Maybe you don't have all the experience I do, but that's fine. You put the experience that you do have. And if all you've built is personal projects, that's okay, right? This is, this is really important. If you're gonna go work for, let's say a company that is in the, um, in the fashion industry, okay? A company that's in the fashion industry, they're looking for a web programmer for all their new amazing content and photos and stuff, all right? Now, if you have ever worked on a photo app, photos and videos, because you know that this company is gonna be working on that, what you could do is on your resume, even if it's just your own personal project, you would put on that very first line, built photo streaming app with image caching system or something like that as factual and technical as possible what you're trying to do is get attention the person who's looking at your resume is not a fashion model the person who's looking at your resume is an engineer another programmer who's bringing you on to this company and of course if you're into fashion you could put on there you know i have an instagram fashion account with 10,000 followers uh, and then you're even more relevant, okay? Put your most relevant things in those bullet points. I kid you not, this is what gets you in the door. Sometimes people won't even look at the rest of the stuff till later. So on your resume, bullet points that are factual, they're true, of course, that are relevant to the job. I, I've emphasized this so many times, I'm not gonna go into it anymore. I've given you some examples. It is so critical 
to catch people's attention. Now, you can also do this in a cover letter. I do this sometimes myself as well. Make sure it's short cover letter, like three or four sentences maximum, uh, because sometimes people skip those. But cover letter is great. Uh, and what's even better than a cover letter is a loom video. Send a loom video with your face on it. Once you make a personal connection with the hiring managers, they're going to call you in. Okay, they're going to call you in. That is so critical because before that, you're just a piece of paper, right? You're just you're a resume. So if you can make a loom video as your cover letter, what I want you to do is you, you update the resume for the job. And then when you apply, create a video and you're going to say, hey, my name is John. Just want to say thanks for looking at this video even. I'm super excited to chat with you about, you know, Bonzo, you know, Bonzo music streaming app. Uh, I love what you guys are doing. I downloaded the app. I think it's awesome. One of my favorite features so far already is the, uh, one of my favorite features so far already is, you know, the carousel that you have so you can quickly find things. Uh, and it was just made me curious. Like, did you use a collection view or did you use a table view? Uh, anyway, uh, I think it's, and I love how performant it is. So I can tell you guys know what you're doing over there. Uh, anyway, just super excited. I have a lot of experience in this. Um, you know, I'm, I'm a mid-level developer and uh, I built multiple projects. I've done music streaming and I think I could be a great fit. I would just love to chat with you in an interview for a few minutes, thanks. If you can send a video like that, you are gonna get in for an interview, but people won't do it. They will not do it. I'll tell you what, if you do that, you're gonna win. You are going to win. You're gonna get that job. So, and if you can't, if you just won't do the video, a, a simple cover letter, letter saying the same thing is fine. You want them to know that you've personally taken time to look at the job. That's, that's the key there with the cover letter. Uh, and then your resume. So you, you, you got their interest at the top. Now this is where they're gonna go in and look at the rest of your skills. So they, you've got past the 10 seconds. Now they're doing the 30 second or the 45 second, the minute, okay? So now the next section is your languages and tools. This is where I list like iOS, Swift, Objective-C, all the things that are relevant for that particular job. If you see on their job listing, okay, here's a trick. If you see on their job listing, a technology that you could probably pick up pretty easily. What I want you to do is go learn it, do some tutorials on it, build a simple app or project with it, and then put that at the top of those skills. The reason why is we're trying to get in the door. When they question you on it inside the interview, that's fine. You can say, I don't have a lot of experience. I've just built a sample app. But remember, all the resume is doing is getting you in the door. People put way too much information on this. Okay, this is not what's selling you. It is just getting you in the door. That's, the, that's all the resume is doing, getting you in the door. You have to sell yourself on the interview, okay? So put your skills in there. Uh, if they're using particular technologies at the company that you see on their website, learn it and put it on there, okay? Learn it in an hour. Put, do it a little example. Put it on there. And then you go into your experience, your jobs, things like that. Get rid of anything that's not relevant. If you're a chef, get rid of it. Unless the company's like a, a, a food company, then that becomes very relevant. Like, so if you were first a chef and you understand chef and, you know, food and programming, that's great. But anything that's not relevant, past experience that's not related to code, get rid of it. Nobody wants to see that. Make it factual. Uh, don't don't overemphasize yourself. Make everything factual. And so if, for instance, in mine, the DevSlopes, I created DevSlopes and grew it to eight engineers. Guided project project launches or product launches and mentored internal engineers via training and code reviews. Taught many thousands of people software engineering. Developed and launched multiple iOS web apps and APIs. Notice how I didn't glow to myself or anything. I just am telling the facts. Uh, Ghostery, that's another company I worked for. I was the sole iOS developer for Ghostery's iOS SDK offering. Architected and built the SDK and other SDKs for large enterprise clients such as Reddit. Okay, I am just being factual here. That's all you do. So you go through your experience. If you don't have a lot of experience, like no jobs, um, then what you want to do is put your projects. 
Now, to, to overcome the jobs problem, that's why I always tell people do contract projects. Even if it's a $100 project on Upwork, you immediately have relevant experience. If you get five of those on there, you now have a full resume. Okay, so remember, we're just trying to get in the door. Get in the door. And guess what? It's really cool. When you're in the door, they're going to say, so I noticed you didn't work for anybody. You just have a lot of freelance projects. And this is what you say to them. Yeah, um, I've been doing freelancing, but I'm really eager just to step into a full-time role. Um, I don't. I don't like the, uh, you know, the the. I don't like the uh, insecurities of not knowing where paychecks are going to come from, and I'm just looking for a really solid company to set roots with. Just tell them that, okay? And then stick with them. Um, but that's all you got to tell them. Don't be ashamed that you haven't worked for anybody. Build the contract projects. You've been doing freelancing. They'll be like, oh, okay, that makes sense. And now I want a solid company. No big deal. Easy roadblock to overcome, uh, and it'll get you. It'll get you in the door. So I'm not going to hammer on this too much anymore. The key trick here. If I could some, if I could minimize everything down here, the, the the key trick here is to get the person's attention. Do your research for the company or of the company, personalize that resume and that cover letter. Hopefully, it's a video, and then send it to them. Let them see who you are. If you can stand out in a stack of 50 resumes, you're going to get in. I have been behind the hiring table, and most resumes are junk. If you're listening to this, you've probably sent out some junk resumes, just like the ones I told you not to send. That is what most people get. It is awful. It is terrible. And guess guess what? Your face, your image is not even on a resume, right? So they don't even get to see you or know you. You could be the perfect candidate, and they'll never know. You've got to get in the door. Make sure your contact information is easy, easy to find on there. Keep everything simple. Get in the door. That is your only thing you need to do. Get in the door. Then when you have the interview, you can win them over with your good looks. And if you don't have good looks... Win them over with your skills and charming personality. And if you don't have a charming personality, then you're probably just a programmer and uh, do your best and uh, you'll probably get the job anyway. Hiring managers don't want to keep interviewing. We want to find a good candidate. We want to get you in the door. Stand out, get in the door, and then take it from there. So that's it for now. This is all about resumes. I hope this is helpful and useful for you. If you'd like to see more of these types of episodes, Make sure to subscribe, and this is Mark with devslopes.com. Until next time. Thank you so much for listening in today. If you've liked what you heard, go ahead and click that subscribe button. You'll get notified every time a new episode comes out, and it'll also help us to grow this channel. And if you'd like to learn how to code, you can always visit us at devslopes.com with our coaching and mentorship-based learning. See you next time.